Great morning, great afternoon, great night. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I'm your host, your guide, your moderator, Rodney Williams. And as always, this is a fantastic Friday. We just shift today. Time doesn't really matter. It's illusory. We know that. I got my confidant, my ace, world champ, Cyril Jeff. He's on the road, but he's taking out some time to join me, man, and and have another conversation of clarity. Welcome, Cyril Jeff. How's my brother? I know you love it. Let's go! Man, man, I'm sure you can hear the smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I do it. Man, everything's lovely, bro. Everything's lovely, man. Good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic, man. Listen, it is always a day in paradise to be able to have a conversation with such an amazing man. Like that, I can go deep and continue to give you roses because you deserve them, but I take stock in the fact that, man, we've known each other for three decades. That's right, man. And so That's to right. see the growth from two private school kids that – we're uh, on opposing football and basketball teams, and we have a commonality, yeah. a best friend, Donald Ray McGill, rest his amazing yeah. soul that brought us together. And so throughout life, man, we have always been connected, but now we really truly invest in that connection, and it's so worthwhile for me, man. And the feedback that I get every time you are on the show with me and the gyms that you, people are blown away, and I'm not blown away because I know you. And and just the type of fervor and love that you have to making this world better, man, is is really what inspires me. No matter where we are, when we have time, getting on the phone, getting face to face, getting on video, and making sure we share our experiences, man, to make to make this world better, man. So thank you for always joining me, man. What what? Get, yeah, man, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I. Uh... I just want to say real quick, over three decades, you know, somebody was talking the other day, it was a young person, I was training with them, and I told them when I was born, and they said, oh my gosh, you were born in the late 1900s. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I went on to smashing, but it really hurt. It hurt, because I didn't realize that we were born in the late 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We get, we get we get we get mistaken for our age all the time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I know it was a busy it was a busy day for you, man. And 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 you know I always whenever you're on the show, man, I always love to give you the forum to like what's on your heart, man. What are what are some things that um, I know inside your spirit that you, you you want the audience to hear? Yeah, you know what? Normally, normally I do rise. Just I deal with stuff that that I am myself uh, dealing with, and so. Uh, one of the first things we talked about, I kind of want to circle back to, it's kind of been on my heart, is, is talking about negative talk yeah. um, and the power of positive words. Now, I think there's a big difference that we need to just set the tone with right now. This is not walking around saying, hey, 
today I've got a million dollars in my bank account when you got three dollars and forty two cents. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's about. It's about saying today I'm gonna make the most of this day. When I when I take my kids to school every morning, I'll make them tell me three things they're grateful for. One of the biggest blessings in my life right now is not my uh, professional success or my athletic success or success I'm seeing in the side business I'm working on. It's taking my kids to school every single day. That is the most important thing I do every single day. And when we get in the car, I tell them, give me three things you're, you're grateful for right what, right now. No matter if they're in a good mood. You know, sometimes days at school, you know, any of you who are parents out there, you know, it's some mornings, you just want to spank their bottoms. <laughs> and when they wake up, till they, you drop them off at school. But no matter what, if we're in good moods or bad moods, we all stop what we're doing mm-hmm. and say, hey, three things you're thankful for. When we go down the line, my son goes. My oldest daughter goes. My mm. youngest daughter goes, then I go. Mm. And, man, it has changed their outlook so much. Yeah. Do they still complain? Yeah, of course. They're kids, right? Yeah. And they're learning how not to do so, right? Yeah. But, man, it has changed their little attitudes so much because they see now. My son today said he's thankful for the trees. Mm. I said, Poppy, that's a good one. Why yeah. are you thankful for the trees? Because they give us oxygen. I said, well, <laughs> tell me how they give us oxygen. And my youngest says, they give us oxygen? So yeah, so then he he in turn explained to his younger sister why he's grateful for the trees. Mm. Oh, the star said, I'm thankful that we're going to Dallas this weekend. As we talk right now, as you mentioned, I'm on the road heading to Dallas with my oldest daughter, taking to her first uh, out of town soccer tournament. She's super excited. Nice. And uh, and she's grateful for that. Yeah. Most kids probably think, well, that's that my my parents need to do that. I don't need to do that. I don't need to take off a day of work. Yeah. Spend the money to book a hotel, spend the gas, spend the time away doing what I want to do and take you. I don't need to do that. Yeah. That's not my duty as a parent. Mm-hmm. My duty as a parent is to clothe you, make sure you're fed, make sure there's a roof over your head, right? Mm-hmm. And treat you the best way I can. Man, we're going above and beyond because we love our kids. Yeah. We don't despise having kids, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not owed to them. That's not old to him. That's a gift. And she understands it's a gift, yeah. right? Like, man, there's plenty of times I want to sign up for something. I couldn't do it because my mom just didn't have the money. Yeah. So my kids are starting to understand that's a luxury, yeah. right? They're, they're seeing the difference between what's a uh, necessity and what's a want, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's just, I just want to share a little bit more about attitude, man. Yeah. And, and that's that's perfect because you know uh, on Wednesday Hunter had his he he made his seventh grade A team they won their first game he played well second game was Wednesday and it was away at one of their rivals uh, Pearland Junior High East is where they played and so I, I was there before the game um, you know Cece was there Aaron was there Turquoise was there uh, his his uncle Isaiah was there. And I was like, "Hey man, how you feeling?" And I actually left him a message. And what I what I'm what I'm doing every single game day, I'm leaving him a message just to inspire him, right? And my message to him was, and I take it from the movie Dune, where it's the father and son talking, and the father's want and the son to you know be right by his side so he can learn the tricks of the trade, so he can take over the the family name on this new planet they're yep. they're going to, right? And so. Yep. In that movie, and I might have mentioned it before, you know, basically the son's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it. And the father says, listen, whether you choose to or not, that's your choice. But just know this, no matter what you choose, you are exactly what I've always needed you to be, my son. And I shared that with him in my own words. And I played it for him. And he was like, I understand, dad. And I was like, yeah, what are you nervous about? 
And he was like, I just don't know. And I said, embrace that. This is your second game ever. And they ended up losing. And he was distraught. And he was mad. And he was like, man, we're not going to have an undefeated season. And I said, listen, man. I said, you even setting that goal of going undefeated is so unrealistic, especially when the vast majority of you players, it's your first time playing organized basketball. Go out there knowing that no matter what the results and the outcomes are, if you put your best foot forward, I'm going to love you even harder. Your mom's going to love you even harder, even if you missed every single shot that you took. So it's about changing and getting him. I told him, I said, yo, when you get in the shower, showers are therapeutic for me because if I'm having a bad day, I literally visualize myself rinsing and cleansing my body of all that negative stuff and letting it go down the drain. You have to do the same. And I wish somebody would have shared that insight with me when I was 12, because if they had, maybe I wouldn't have beat myself up for 30 plus years over every single thing, every single misstep, every single perception of failure. Right. I like that. I like that, man. I like that. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. You know, sometimes, and that kind of goes in line. We talked about before is setting, setting the right expectations. Mm -hmm. What do we do with those unmet expectations? So he's got a decision to make, right? Like he, he's, He's a smart boy, you know. He's gonna he's gonna sort it out. But mm-hmm. man, he could let that he could let that uh, feeling of being distraught ruin his day, ruin his night, or it can be fuel for the fire. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like man, we got we have to do the same thing ourselves on a daily basis. Whenever we have those unmet expectations, because yeah. we will always have expectations, and we need to figure out what are we gonna do when they're unmet. Because mm-hmm. man, that's a lot of times the majority of problems we made them ourselves. Yes based on what we were wanting to control rather than what we realizing what we could and could not control. Now, I'm not saying go out there and I'm going to let the universe happen to me. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Mm -hmm. We still have a duty to work hard, be grateful, Mm -hmm. and then focus on moving in the direction we're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about things you can't control, you got to let go. You got to let go. And knowing the difference between the two is where you're going to find peace. Absolutely. You know, things you can't control and things... Yes, you can. Knowing the difference is where you'll find it. Absolutely. And, and like I shared with him, I said, listen, you have training with an actual NBA trainer on Saturday. This was Wednesday night. I said, are you going to still carry on those negative feelings that you have with this loss Saturday? He was like, well, no. I said, well, yeah. Like It's, it's like with grief. And I shared this because I dealt with this when my dad was transitioning from cancer a couple years ago. And I listened to a Dr. Wayne Dyer podcast and the message was from Ernest Hemingway and I've shared this before when it comes to grief you have a choice of sooner or later you are going to have to continue living and I hate to say get over it because you can't really get over it but you'll have to manage and mitigate those emotions that are tied to that loss what are you going to choose and that's what I share are you going to be are you going to carry this that much longer are you going to say hey you know what this is going to be my rocket fuel fuel you turned the ball over you traveled you made some bad passes guess what you had to learn that so guess what next game when the situation comes maybe you'll make sure that both of your feet are planted and you establish your pivot foot before you move maybe you'll pump fake and instead of doing a chest pass you'll bounce pass maybe instead of you know hitting uh trying to do a floater maybe you'll use the square 
And I told him, I said, what did you think you did well? And he kind of shared a handful of things. I was like, man, at the end of the second quarter, you hit an NBA three-pointer buzzer beater. Not many kids can even do that. So you got to celebrate your wins. And we build off of those, and we take the opportunities for growth, and we learn and practice those. That way you're prepared the next time around. You know, Rod, I, I, I tell you, before I've been working with a, a good friend of mine, Mindset Mike, who uh, was introduced to me by my other great friend, one of my best friends, Johnny Tama. And I'm beginning to rethink my opinion on uh, using intensity and anger as a motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, as I look back, some of my uh, most lackluster performances, whether it be playing basketball, it could be a pickup game against somebody I didn't really like or somebody I maybe got into it with, could be a jiu-jitsu match that somebody I didn't care for. The majority of the time, those weren't my best performances. Yeah. My best performances came when I was in uh, more of a stoic um, mindset. It was more of like a free kind of let it flow. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember uh, Austin last year. I had a really nice performance doing everything I wanted to do, and I was rewatching the video, and my face just looks just looks totally totally still. I'm not grunting. I'm not uh, angry. My face just looks like I'm I'm just uninvolved, and I was just kind of like flowing. You know, and I don't want to get off into a whole other you know uh, podcast in the flow state because we can talk about that for an hour. <laughs> factors and I think that going out there and if I'm your son I'm just having a good time it's the same thing I tell CJ hey just go have fun yeah just go have fun do you work hard yes sir mm-hmm. okay now it's time to enjoy yourself boom same thing I tell people getting into jiu-jitsu right now they say hey man I'm, I'm nervous about this so what are you nervous about well you know they don't want to admit it but I know why they're nervous mm-hmm. they don't want to make a fool of themselves because mm-hmm. that's the same thing that I get nervous about why because I dedicate so much time to it. People right. have invested thousands and thousands of dollars, dollars with me. Sponsors have. And I want to make sure they're getting a good return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I lost every match, these people are still going to be with me because it's me. Yep. The people who care about you, like you said before, they're going to love you no matter what. At the end of the day, we got to let that go, man. Yeah. Whether it be professionally, whether it be personally, we got to let those insecurities go because that's what they are. They're insecurities. Yeah. We're concerned that somebody's not going to like us or be displeased with us because we're not going to, we're not going to do X, Y, Z. Right. At the end of the day, we go out there, we got to work hard. You work hard and do it with a good attitude and do it with a smile on our face. Man, nine times out of 10, you're going to be better off. than if you did it with just this, just raging intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. It, it's that, it's that finding that calm. That's why when, when Hunter and I train, it's, Whenever you're shooting, I don't care about the makes or misses. It's the muscle memory. It's the bend in the knees, the elbow in, the follow through, where you're looking. That way you're doing it so much that you train your subconscious to no matter what the situation is. If you're shooting free throws and you're framing your mind to no matter what the situation, like for me personally, I've been shooting free throws every time I go to the gym. And instead of going, I've been shooting pretty well, like 47 for 50, 46 for 50. But I'm not shooting. I'm shooting 50 straight. Thank you. I'm shooting 50 straight, but I break it down into 10 increments, right? So if I go 10 for 10, great. I'm not looking at, okay, the next shot is 11. This is the second set of 10. That way it's I'm 10, 
you know, 10 for 10, 20 for 20, 30 versus looking at the closer you get to 50 shots, you're counting in your head like, oh, my God, I've gone 45 for, you know, for 47. I got three more shots. I don't want to miss. Then you start thinking about the misses instead of continuing to flow. And for me, I can't remember the last time I shot 46 for 50 or 47 for 50 because inevitably as I'm shooting – Oh, I'm at 20 in a row. Oh, man. What about the next one? Short arm. Dang it, I missed. Well, let me get back on track. Dang it, I missed the next one. Well, dang it, you know what I mean? And so you got to break it down into bite-sized mental uh, mental bites. That way you can really process it for what it actually is. Rod, if I walked you up to the free throw line and said, Rodney, can you can you, can you you make a free throw? Absolutely. Would you say yes or no? i say, Rod, come on, just, just can you make one free throw for me? Yep. Why in life? Do we want to make a thousand in a row and get stressed about that when we we know we can just make one? Yeah, there you go. If I brought you to the free throw line, if I brought you in the gym every single day and just say, can you make one free throw? The answer would be yes. Yep. If we do that 50 days in a row, how many free throws in a row did you just make? 50, baby. I, I don't understand why we're so hell-bent on eating the elephant in one bite <laughs> instead of eating, that, eating the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, man. Why are we like that? Why? I want to understand as a society... Why is it unacceptable to hit one free throw in a row for 50 days to knock down 50 straight? Why do we have to sit there and knock down 50 straight in five minutes? Man, it's that, you inst- what I'm saying? Man, it's that instant you know gratification. Just, instant yeah, we gotta, gratification. We got to get away from that, man, because I know a lot of people listen to this. They got some lofty goals. And I know I do, too, and I know you do. Yeah. But, man, I'm preaching to myself right here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not preaching from a, a spot of arrogance. Yeah. I'm preaching for a spot of frustration with my own self many times as well. Why are we not content walking to the free throw line one shot at a time and knowing, man, I can knock down a free throw. Yeah. I've been playing ball for almost 40 years. I can, I can knock down a free throw. Yeah. Why can I, Why is that not okay? Because we got to be perfect for 50 in a row. On, and man. then the pressure of, man, I knocked down 49. Can I hit this fifth one? I don't know. And we start thinking about missing more than we thinking about, I can knock down a one free throw. Mm-hmm. It, I can eat that whole elephant. It might take me a month, yeah. but I guarantee you I'll eat it down. I'll, I'll clean the bones. You know, <laughs> you know. I was I was reading something. I don't know if it came up on my Google feed, but it, it had to do with uh, Albert Einstein, and he was teaching a class, and he was going through some multiplication tables. I think it was like he was doing the nines, right? And so, you know, nine times one, all the way down to like um, nine times twelve, and so he perp- he missed. I think it was nine times nine. He might have said it was like 82 or 83. And everybody laughed. And he stopped and he said, now I just did eight, in a, like I, out of all the 12, I only missed one. And y'all found it pertinent to ridicule me for this one. And you didn't celebrate me for getting nine correct. And that's the that's the thing, like, yo, that's something small. Like, this is Albert Einstein, right? So, like, we all make mistakes, but we're all in such a mindset to search for the flaws. Like you just said, you could go 49 for 50 and you missed that last one. Oh, man, no clutch gene. Oh, man, you got to – you're not putting in the time. You're not mentally strong enough Choke to be able to – come on, man. Seriously? <laughs> it's a joke, man. Really, Rod, these people who think like this, listen, man. Uh, it's so funny. I picked up golf recently just for. Uh, I'm finding there's so many business meetings that happen on the golf course, and 
I'm just not gonna miss out on all of them. So I was pl- I was playing the other day, just trying to get a little bit better. And I was like, man, I'm really I'm really frustrated. I can't put that ball where I want to. He said, man, do you realize this is the game of misses? Hmm. And I asked my player that, man, what are you talking about? He said, golf is the game of misses. <laughs> he says everybody's trying to see who can miss the least amount of time because mm-hmm. the goal is to put that ball in that hole. And nobody comes out here and puts that ball in that hole every single time for 18, 18 holes. Nobody finishes around at 18. Right. Nobody. Nobody does that. Nobody. So we're all trying to see who misses the least. Wow. I was like, well, when you put that in your perspective, I don't feel so bad, right? Yeah. So, But, I mean, that's just it. Everybody's worried about me. How come I can't do this instead of being saying, hey, you know what? I finished that. I finished that whole one over part. That's not bad. That's not so bad for being relatively new. That's actually really good, you know? Right. It's that, man, I can't put this thing where I want it. It's just, man, we get so wound up with things that don't even matter instead of focusing on the, hey, man, it's a beautiful day. I'm out here swinging a piece of iron at this ball, enjoying the day. You know? Yeah. It, I really it, would encourage everybody just to just to be um, as positive, even in the situation that it's easy to find themselves gravitating towards negativity Mm -hmm. to just be as positive as possible because i guarantee you no matter where you are in your life no matter where you are in pursuing your small business no matter where you are in in rebuilding a relationship with your children no matter where you are with building a relationship with your parents your cousins your aunts your uncles your grandma you you have something in that relationship in that situation to be grateful for yes and being positive doesn't mean all the time saying things that aren't acting like they are because i think that's foolishness it's saying Things can get better, and I am committed to do what I can do to make them better. Yes. That's what that means. Yes. It, it's not, oh, my gosh, a million dollars going to end up in the back of my car on the way to Dallas. No. But you know what? A million-dollar idea could. Huh. It could pop up on my head as I'm talking to my brother. Yes, sir. A billion-dollar idea could. Why? Because you and I are focused on making ourselves better and gravitating towards the things that are going to lead us in the directions we want to go. Yes. Period. Period. And it's a it's a small shift from problem solving to solution creating. Hundred percent. You can don't all bring me a problem. Don't bring me a problem. I, t- I tell my people this all the time. Everybody in middle management, they'll come here and tell me, "Oh, but Cyril, uh, there's a problem with this." And I look at them. Well, did you hear me? I said, "I heard you. I'm waiting for you to give me a solution." Mm. What do you mean? I said, "Anybody can point out a problem. <laughs> you're you're a professional, though." I, I have hired you to do a job. Yeah. Don't bring me a problem without a solution. Right. It's okay if it's not the best solution, but it better be a solution. Because that means you're working you're working towards fixing the problem you just brought me. Because I got enough problems. Yeah. I don't need more problems. Mm-hmm. What I need is solutions to problems so I can move on to bigger problems and fix them. Yes. And it really, at first, and my people know me. I know that kind of sounds cold, but they know me. I'm the same dude who's going to buy them breakfast and lunch every single week, right? Mm-hmm. So they know me, and I got that relationship with them. But the point is, don't bring me a problem. Anybody can do that. Like, oh, the, the rack fell over in the stock room. Okay, well, guess what? I can bring somebody off the street. They'll know nothing about what we do, and he's going to show me that that rack fell over. So what's the difference <laughs> between you and him? Because you got 10 years' experience here. Mm. Well, I, I could probably fix it. Okay, why don't you do that for me? <sighs> I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Don't bring me any problem personally professionally, whatever, unless number one, you have a solution, or number two, you're seeking my advice. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to just hear, I don't want to hear nothing about problems. I really don't, man. I try to be an ear to my people who need it, but you better believe when you get done, I'm going to offer a solution. Why? Not because I'm arrogant, because I want to help you in your life. Yes. And if you're saying, hey, CJ, Cyril, yeah, I can't figure this out. 
you know what? Let me see if I can help. Mm-hmm. But don't come to me and just dump problems. It's, I'm not good for that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And, and, you know, and, part, and, and when you, listen, man, when you come against, when, when things come your way, that is an opportunity to modify. Like, I, I, I've been, um, I, I, I'm going to send this to you, too. The, have you ever read or, or heard about the 12-week year? I have not. Um, and I, I, the author's names escape me, but basically, you know, we are programmed to think from an annualized perspective. You know, December 31st is the end of the year, and you will evaluate whether or not you've been successful or you've been a failure based upon what you've done in those 12 months. Well, the thought process with the 12-week year is instead of having an unlimited amount of things that we want to accomplish over the course of 12 months. Hey, let's pick two or three top priority things. Take a look at 12 weeks, how we can efficiently implement and execute to achieve those one or two things in these 12 weeks. Cause what that does is that makes every day, every week that much more important. If you look at it from 12 months, then guess what? If you get if you start out slow and January and March gets by, I mean January, February gets by and you're at March, you're like, "Well, I still have 9 more months. Maybe I can make up some momentum." Whereas if you look at it from 12 weeks, hey, 1 2 3 weeks down, your 12 weeks are pretty much shot, right? So it really like forces you to get into a habit of executing and implementing daily. Then by 12 weeks, you're like, okay, well, now let me reevaluate what did I do? Let me see if I actually achieved the goals that I wanted. If not, then guess what? I have another 12 weeks to readjust, to modify, and do better. And I'm like, wow. Because it's about, you know, I talk about, even for me, I'm going to implement this because I talk about the mindsets, the habits, the routines, the action plans. But it's also helping people give them tangible specific things to implement and execute because if we don't execute the marketplace is not even going to see us that's what the marketplace it rewards people that implement it rewards businesses that implement and execute that's right that's right at the end of the day too the one commodity we never have enough of is time time you know it's so funny man like people will think oh i got i got time to fix it right i think very similar along the lines of what you just talked about Oh, I got a little bit of time to knock it out, right? But here's what's so funny, man. We don't value our time because we think I have an endless number of people. Mm. It goes what we talked about before, like a guy on his deathbed, you know, he's not sure how long he's got left to live. You know, he's there. He's got $100 million in the bank, no kids, right? He said, hey, I tell you what, uh, I'll let you buy a day for $10 million. Would you do it? I, you, you bet your you bet your buy on need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that day is worth $10 million to him, it's worth, it's worth nothing to us as we're thinking. Oh, it's okay. I got more time. Yeah. Man, you really don't. You really don't have more time. You really don't. Because yeah. you and I both know people who have, who have gone too soon. We both know people who thought they had the life they were going to have to the end of the world, but maybe uh, something tragic happened, or maybe it put them in a financial situation they weren't ready for, you know, and things changed at the drop of a hat. Yeah. We don't have it. We don't have it. We need to take every single day like it's the last day and be grateful for it, period. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. No more. Like, mm-hmm. this idea of endless life is not true. It's not true, man. 
Urgency in action, man. And I talk about it either either way. Listen, whether you are actually physically, consciously moving and taking action, action is happening just like change. What are you going to choose? I really like that, though. I'm going I'm to I'm read that, man. Send me that, please. No, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send you the audio book. I'm, yeah, I'm going to send all that to you, man, because like like even that. on the road, man, like even coming back when when, when, when the kiddos are asleep, you can, you can throw that on, and it, it gives a whole perspective. I was like, Wow, why this should be broadcasted across all of the airwaves because it creates a sense of urgency. It allows you to reevaluate and the stakes aren't so momentously high where you're like, oh my God, it's I've gone nine months in the year and I haven't even gotten close to my goals. Well, guess what? The rest of the three months of this last year are aren't worth anything. No. You have day in and day out. For these 12 weeks, for this short span of time, because that's long enough for you to really gain momentum, execute to figure out and determine whether or not your plan of attack is actually working. Because most of the time when we change up our ideas and go on to something new, we've never really truly executed the plan or even have a plan in place. It goes back to time. You haven't given us time. I never give stuff to my people with like a six-month deadline. I never do that. I never do that. It's just, it just, it ends up being, when I, when I tell somebody you got six months to do X, Y, Z, where, where do you think it's going to fall on the daily priority list? <laughs> the it's, it's not even going to be on the list until you. It's going to be at the very bottom. Come on. You know, if I measure in tracking a result, you better tell, I say, guys, this is what I need next week. I need you to start on boom. Week after that, and you start on boom. Mm. It's not because I don't trust my people. Right. It's because I know how motivation works. Right especially in a professional setting, you know? And that, it doesn't work like that because these people have daily tasks as part of their, what, routine. Yes. And I give them something that's six months down the line. Where does that fit in the routine? It doesn't until about five and a half months from now. Then it'll fit in the routine. Right. And, never do that. And, and then think about the effort. It's going to be counterintuitive and counterproductive for them to now half a month away from that six months to then try to uh, garner the energy to effectively take care of what you asked them to take care of six months ago, right? And the predictability, the longer, if you're going 12 months, the predictability of what you need to do 11 months from now, it pales in comparison to, hey, you got 12 weeks to do it? You know day in and day out. I know every single week that by midnight or a few minutes after I need to have my episode ready to publish. What well, doesn't matter how I feel. This is the commitment that I made to make sure that the listeners out there, the people out there that haven't listened yet, that need the information that you and I are sharing. This is holding me to the, the my feet to the fire. Hey bro, have you gotten the material? Have you shared whatever it is you need to share? Have you done the mental rehearsal to prepare to execute and provide a show, provide a platform where people can come and say, hey, you know what? I got something from this. He gave me not only theory, but he gave me actionable steps. This helped me. I have to do that. It'd be different if I was like, oh, I do it, you know, once every three months. And I'm not knocking that. But for me, this is holding me self-accountable, knowing that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there are people out there that need a resource that I have committed to providing. I love it, man. What you said, one thing that stuck out was actionable steps. 
every single person listening has a goal, at least one goal, if not multiple goals in their life. I don't know if most people journal anymore. I for sure have a journal of my jujitsu stuff that I'm trying to work towards, right? Mm-hmm. I also am going to start doing uh, some more, like, specific athletic stuff I'm going to do. I'm, even though I'm 42, man, I, I, bought a, I bought a new ladder. I bought some cones. I bought some uh, agility bars. And, man, I'm about to get to it. I'm yeah, man. I'm the clock back a little bit. So to do that, I've got to break it down. I can't say, hey, tomorrow I want to be able to hurdle. It's ridiculous, right? Right. I haven't been able to jump like that in years. Yeah. My lower body has to be re- rebuilt, so I have to have actionable that's going to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. It's the same, same, same man. It's, 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 and then you just adjust, and it doesn't matter. You don't care about the results, right? Like it's just these are things, and I have a ladder too. So you got to let me know what your what your routine is, and I'll hop in with you so that way we can both kind of, you know, test and see where we're at. You know, it's it's. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a, it's a, um, that's, that's the game of life, right? It's adjustments. You make the adjustments. You learn, like in a, in a basketball game, four quarters. You know, obviously you do the best you can do, one, two, three. The fourth quarter, the last three to five minutes, okay, who's going to execute the best? And just because, you know, if whoever executes the best at the end, it may or may not be the best team, but those that execute the best, they're going to get the best results. 100%. Yeah. You got you got some you got some final thought you got some final thoughts for the people? Yeah, man. Just we're just circling back to what we talked about before. It's just making sure every day we're living our life in a grateful, grateful way. Um, being appreciative of where we are in the process, whatever goals we're trying to work towards, man, you're gonna get there. Just keep moving. Just yeah. keep moving, man. Have a positive mindset, positive outlook of where you are. Yeah. Don't beat yourself too much. Beat yourself up too much, rather. And, uh, man, put those actionable steps in place like you just mentioned. I really like that. It's real strong, man. Thank you, man. Breaking those big goals down into small ones. Come on. That's how we win every single day. Yes, sir. That's how we win long, long term is breaking it down little by little. Yes, I sir. love it. Yes, sir, man. I love you, man. Hey, safe travels. And um, I know we'll be talking soon, man. Love you, Ryan. I love you, too. Have a great one. All right, brother. All right, bye. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you, too. Bye.